This is your co-host, Mark, former Hooper, college Hooper, coach, trainer, hoop lover. You can follow me on Instagram at Breaking Barriers Training. Here with my guy, says kids, future partner in coaching and business, GZAC. Hey, what's up, man? I'm your other co-host, Gerald, Hooper, coach, trainer, overall lover of the game. Y'all can follow me over on Instagram at GZ underscore hoops. I'm here on my boy since kids and my future coaching colleague. Thanks for tuning in with us and let's get straight to the episode. My dog, what's up with you, bro? Hey, what's going, Mark? How we doing? Pretty good, man. Just just got back from AAU practice, you know, so yeah, how was, good. How was that? Pretty good, man. They had me out there hooping with them today, so they worked me a little bit, man. <laughs> You're running a little bit. Yeah, man. Had me running out there a little bit. A little something. You show you show them what's up or what? <laughs> I tried. <laughs> <laughs> Still got it? Yeah, a little bit, man. Jumper a little broke. Hey. But I it'll get back. It'll get back. There we go, man. There we go. So first and foremost, before we get into anything else, we want to give a shout out to all of our sponsors here, Anchor. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everybody that's putting out all of our content. We appreciate you and also with our loyal fans that have been rocking with us throughout now 25 episodes, man. Salute to all you guys. Oh, man, yeah, shout out to all of them for real because, I mean, you know, without them, this ain't possible, you know. So we appreciate everybody you just named and everybody who's, uh, you know, soon to tune in in the future. For sure, man. 25 episodes in. Bro, it seemed like this yesterday we was talking about how we was going to get started. Right. Now we're 25 in, and actually, bro, we got to talk about the NBA coming back, obviously. Definitely. So, man, I mean, today I'm sure you've seen that the the live scrimmages began, the team scrimmages, inter-squad scrimmages. Yes, sir. So, Definitely I mean, seen that. Shoot. I mean, after roughly, what, a three-month hiatus, the NBA has began running those competitive scrimmages today, Wednesday the 22nd. And like we've been talking about the last couple of weeks, they're located in their Disney World bubble. Mm-hmm. So, man, I, I know I sent you this the other day, but I know we've seen on Twitter that the NBA, they announced the other day that there's been zero positive COVID cases within the bubble, which is yes. crazy. Oh, man, it's great, bro. I'm, I'm excited because, you know, now um, – we know they're moving in the right direction, at least. We could say that. For sure. So. For sure. And that's the thing. It's like, yes, as we see, there have been guys that have tested positive outside the bubble. But like we've been talking about in previous episodes, those dudes are staying home. They're staying quarantined for two weeks, whether they're symptomatic or asymptomatic. And they're waiting to get retested. And once they receive that negative testing, then they're able to return with their team and head over to Orlando. But... Man, I mean, it's just crazy. After all those tests that these these guys have been getting day in, day out, not one has tested positive. Yeah, bro, and that that speaks as a testament to them, too, um, you know, for also staying disciplined, Um, even though, you know, there's a few hiccups where they was trying to get guys in trouble for, you know, not wearing a mask or this or that. But um, definitely shout out to the guys in the NBA for, um, you know, making it possible to try to bring it back. And then, you know, like we always do, shout out to the commissioner for just being on top of things and one step ahead of being on top of it as well. For sure. Really, the last three months, he's been just staying, like you said, one step ahead. And that's the thing, too. Like we talked about last episode, 
for all y'all that didn't tune in to episode 24, I highly recommend that one. We did have a live interview with a Division One starter, Maceo Austin. Definitely want to hear his knowledge and his insight on the game over there. But we also were talking about how the basketball tournament just recently ended. And we were kind of giving praise over to that tournament where they were able to have that tournament. They were able to contribute that into a safe and controlled environment. And obviously, we, we touched on how going forward with the NBA, it's a little different. It's obviously on a higher spectrum. It's a longer duration. There's a lot more players staffing and really everything in between. But like you said, it definitely gives us hope that this type of stuff can be done. And hopefully, this stuff will be done to allow professional sports to just stay alive. <laughs> definitely, bro. And I mean, you know, of course, like we always say, there's not a cure that we know Um the NFL is still looking to move on with their season and even have fans. They just have to wear masks. Right. So, you know, um, being at the NBA is coming back and then, you know, they're moving forward without fans but still able to move forward. That just gives hope for college sports, high school sports, you know, every every sport around because, you know, they see how the success end of it and they see maybe where they could twin something on their end to uh, not even have a mishap at all. So um, who knows how long this goes on. Hopefully – you know, we could catch a grip on it by the time football season starts so that way everything could kind of get back to normal. But, you know, everybody just got to stay safe. And, you know, shout out to the NBA again for just staying disciplined as a whole and um, trying to tackle what they could tackle. And that's a true testament to what we always talking about as far as breaking barriers. You know, uh, Adam Silver never or any other commissioner or anybody in history have, have been through anything like this. So for him to, uh, you know, tackle what he can control and not really f- let what he can't control phase him, even though I'm not around, I'm just on the outside looking in. That's mm-hmm. how I, I feel because, right. you know, he still got it going. So, you know, it, that just speaks volumes. For sure. And that's what I was about to even touch on. You said, obviously, our title, Breaking Barriers, always trying to do a little bit more. But we also always bring up within the game of basketball, focusing on the little things, where right. that's very, very prominent in – your day-to-day actions as well. So, like you said, I mean, just people being smart, man, wearing their masks, staying six feet apart, just following all the guidelines that the CDC is kind of throwing out there for us so we can return to some sense of normality. And I'm just excited that basketball is back, man. I mean, truthfully, I wasn't able to watch any of the scrimmages thus far today. I've been kind of running around like a crazy guy. But seeing some of the highlights right before we hopped on here, it just feels like a brand-new season. Definitely. Definitely do, bro. And it's like, I don't know, it's like preseason right now. And then as soon as the regular season comes back, we right back into action. You Thanks. know, it's, um, I'm excited to see, you know, the, the, the guys that got picked back up that we've been begging for somebody to sign, such as J.R. Smith and uh, Jay Crossover, Jamal Crawford. Mm-hmm. Our um, guys. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm anxious to see what they can do as well. And, I mean, honestly, I, I kind of want to see what basketball would be like without fans. Yeah, that's the thing. We got a little touch of it through the TBT, but this is a whole nother level for sure. Right, right. So, I mean, I, I'm I'm interested to see everything and, you know, just pick back up on basketball. I've been watching film on, you know, old games, of course, and even the uh, Olympic games too, you know. I've been checking out some of those old films. But You're watching some, what, Kobe, KD, LeBron? Yeah, and even the, the women too, mm-hmm. you know, so um, – just tapping in with stuff like that, but it'll, it'll definitely be 
exciting to see live basketball again, just to know that it's live. For sure. There's a game on right now, actually. Eight o'clock started. Um, Who's playing? The Kings versus the Heat. Oh, okay, okay. So that's all right. That's all right. But, I mean, yeah, so each of these 22 teams that got invited over to the Orlando bubble, they're playing three scrimmages. So this first, each team's first scrimmage is only being uh, 40 minutes in total, where the other two are being a standard 48-minute gameplay. So obviously they're trying to ease some guys into it, cut back a little, a few minutes here and there just to make sure guys aren't pulling nothing, make sure guys aren't going out there just kind of acting a fool. But, yeah, man, I'm just excited to have it back on. And then next week we're going to be starting the actual live gameplay. So, man, we're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about, that's for sure. Exactly, bro. And it's like um, we'll be able to actually get to um, tap in with our fans, too, and see what their reactions is as far as, you know, how they was dealing with things and, like, watching it, how they felt about it and, you know, their views as well. So it's it's just dope to get it back, man. For, For sure. I mean, that's the thing, bro. The last three months that we've been doing this, if you think about it, there's been legitimately no hoop on. So we've been just kind of going off what we feel what we want to talk about and what we see on our day-to-day socials or what people kind of throw at us. So right, the content's only going to keep going up and up and up. So I'm excited for it, bro, for sure. Definitely. And speaking of the NBA, did you see um, Pat Bev actually had to leave as well? Yeah, for some family stuff, correct? Yeah, so, um, you know, just wanted to send a quick prayers out to him and his family. Yes, sir. As as well as um, Zion's family still, because I haven't heard nothing on that since. No, yeah, he's not back yet. So, yeah, man, prayers up to the guys that are affected by COVID. Prayers up to the guys that are dealing with any sort of family atmosphere going on right now. The world's obviously at a very, very crazy state. So we just hope everyone's mental capacity is staying cool, and hopefully everyone can kind of get back to doing what they're supposed to be doing, whether that's playing basketball, whether that's – doing whatever the heck they're doing, you know what I'm saying? So just prayers up to anybody that needs that extra prayer. But, yeah, so, bro, all of these these upcoming games here, they're going to be aired on NBA League Pass, which I don't have, I'm not even going to cap. And 16 of those games will be aired on NBA TV. So we're going to be able to tune in with those. And I'm talking these scrimmages here. Okay, okay. So the uh, what channel do the actual live games come on then? Do you the know live, So I, I, I was looking at this months ago, really. But, I mean, I know NBA TV, TNT is a very high um, uh, platform that's going to be utilized. I think ESPN is incorporated as well. I mean, we're going to be able to see it for sure. And you know how it goes now. All these games are pretty much easily streamed wherever you want. Type it in on Google and kind of go from there. But... Right, right. So, and I, I speaking of that too, you know, the WNBA is actually about to play as well. I think this weekend, this Saturday. Yeah, they're picking it up. Yeah, Excited so, for that for sure. Yeah, so that's even more basketball. So, um, man. you know, just just tap in, man, for real, for sure. Well, that's what I was about to say. Did you end up getting to check out those uh, Life in the Bubble blogs from Javale McGee or that that rookie from Philly? Bro, I, I think I caught like a couple of them. But I've been so busy as well. Right. But I definitely saw I saw a couple of them, and I seen Javel. He's a goofball. Man. He's a clown, bro. But I I really I highly encourage you and anybody that's listening here, whether you like basketball or not, which I'm assuming you do if you're listening to our pod. But right. I mean, shoot, it it just shows legitimately what these guys are doing from when they get up to when they go to bed at night. 
which at least to me is interesting, man. It showcases all the tests that they're getting, which are crazy. It shows them just like ciphering through their hotel facilities, getting to their team buses, how they have to stay six feet apart from all their teammates going to practice. It showed a couple of them performing these one-on-one weight training sessions in a hotel room as opposed Mm -hmm. to an actual weight room, which obviously that's not normal. But, yeah, man, highly, highly encourage everybody to tune into those. Yeah, man, I got to definitely tap into the rest of them because, I mean, uh, it's dope to get an inside look on what really is going on, you know. So, I mean, I definitely got to look at them for sure. Right. And then the only highlights I did catch from today, right before we hopped on here, I seen the Nuggets playing today where these dudes, they started three centers. Wow. Yeah, I seen that. You sent me that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right before. Yeah, bro. That's so, crazy. I mean, Jokic was running the point. <laughs> and then Bull Bull was essentially like a swingman where, I mean, obviously we know he hasn't played one NBA game yet this year. And now he kind of makes his debut because he's, he's been dealing with a foot injury that he suffered over at Oregon last year in college. He's been playing in the G. But today he kind of made his NBA debut. I know it's just a scrimmage, but what do you think about a, a three big man lineup? I mean, obviously that's very, very different than what we've been seeing as of late. We've been seeing the small ball, the running gun, the kind of push and go type gameplay. What do you think about three bigs? I mean, that's that's dope, bro. Honestly, because it, you got it, and if they're agile, agile enough to move around, you know, why not do it? But the only problem is, is when they run into people like um, uh, the Rockets. You know, they don't got no center at all, but you, that that's a lot of picking and switching that they're going to have to do. I mean, they're just going to space the floor out crazy. Shooters yeah. on every, every corner, every wing, and just and let, no, let Harden rock. Exactly, and nobody's guarding that. Or Rusbrook when he turned the Jets on. So, you know, I mean, it's definitely something different, but, I mean, I like it. Well, that's I, a, I mean, they're, they're playing the Wizards, which isn't saying too much. They don't have Brad Beal. They don't have John Wall. They did right. take home the W today. But the, a few of the highlights I've seen, they're running a 2-3 zone. Mm. So, how, so, how, so how did that look, though? I mean, it looked all right. The two, the two lead guards, I mean, like I said, I've only seen a couple, couple seconds of highlights. But the two lead guards were actually pressuring the heck out of the ball, which you don't see much in the NBA, truthfully. Right. Then the three bigs were just so spaced out. I mean, you you really don't have much room to operate with. So you got, like, you know, kind of going back to your middle school days, truthfully, at the offensive end, attack the gaps, kick, got to be ready to shoot. And obviously these guys at the NBA level, they got to be able to knock that down. Got to, and you got to get them paint touches, especially in the NBA. And and actually, it's crazy. I was just working out. Well, actually, I wasn't working out, but I intended uh, a workout with my old coach, Coach Snipe. Shout out to him. I seen that. Yeah, he um, man, he's he's the plug for real, bro. I mm-hmm. mean, and he was just telling his guys yesterday in the workout it was crazy. You actually just said that as far as like how the big guys space it out because he was training a guy who plays over in the BBL league. Um, oh wow, Mark Hughes. I'm gonna have to send you some of his highlights. He played at Wright State. Okay, but um, and we yeah, gotta he, we gotta get him on here, bro. Yeah, it's crazy because I actually played against him at Earthland. And me and him was talking yesterday. Didn't even know it. He like, you look familiar. We both saying the same thing. Oh, he went to Ursland? Yeah, he, he went to Ursland. He All graduated right. the year after us. Went to Wright All State. Right. All right. I mean, we played them too. So I'm assuming I, if I seen him, I'll recognize him. Yeah, definitely. I'm gonna I'm gonna send him after this, and you know, but you see, but yeah, we definitely gotta get him on. But you know, he played over 
this is, he going into his second year. And um, he was telling him, Snipes, Coach Snipes was just telling him, you know, like, when you playing overseas compared to – or even in college compared to high school, you know, you run into those stretch arms. Like, you can't just go halfway into the paint and, um, you know, try to get a pass there or cross court like you maybe could in middle school or against a weak team in high school. You know, he was like, you got to get to this exact spot. Like, you got to be um, just more specific on things because more detailed because if you don't, you know, stretch guys like such as the guy, um, the bigs from Denver. You know, they'll be taking them passes in the passing lanes all day. So, oh yeah, it's crazy you said that because he was literally just working on that yesterday. That's awesome. I mean, that's the thing, man. Like some of the some of the things you see growing up playing ball, you truly understand later in life. I guess I'm trying to get at where. Oh, definitely. You understand them obviously more efficiently now at on the opposite end as a coach as a trainer. But you also just understand that those simplistic drills that you're performing as a kid carry over into your high school career, college career, professional career. But it's just so fine, detailed, focused that you're able to kind of pick and choose which parts you want to work on for the day and pick and choose which parts you're actually going to utilize within your game. Exactly. And I'm so glad you said that because there's a lot of times I hear kids talk about this. And a lot of times, you know, even – People our age, I hear them talking like, these guys aren't working out for real. They're going half butt. They're doing this, that. But once you are, like, at a certain – I'm not saying at a certain level, you're a lot of slack. But once you work so so hard or, you know, working out is nothing to you because you just naturally love it, mm-hmm. you could literally go through the motion and still get game like reps, you know. Right. And, like, I, I noticed that being with Coach Snipes lately, like, he kind of, like, you go full speed, but at the same time, it's all about pace. And, you know, like, I heard my Facts, coaches. Pace. I heard Exactly. And, it's, you know, like you just said, I heard my coaches say a lot of things. And me as a coach now, I'm saying the same thing they're telling me. And I'm like, wow. Had I listened to that instead of being an airhead thinking I was this <laughs> good, you know, like, where could I be? So it's, like, it's crazy because, like, I, I tell my kids all the time, you know, things that, I I was told, and I didn't really pay attention to, you know, and it's like, it's hard to beat it into a kid head, but um, it is. Like, just got to find ways to try to really implement it in a way where they have fun and want to want to do it, honestly. Thanks. And that's why I love that you even bring up pace, because that's the thing, too. As you get older, as you see more of the game, like you said, you always want to work, quote unquote, at game speed. But sometimes game speed shifts gears. Right. You're not always going 110 miles per hour. You gotta right. be able to say you're say you're ciphering through a defense as the primary ball handler. Gotta right. be able to make your move, kind of freeze frame, see see where your players are, see where your guys are on the court, make your next move, go from there. So exactly. it's like you you can't just be a one dimensional type guy. You can't be a one dimensional type girl. You have to have different gears within your speed shift there. And it's just I mean it comes with playing more. It comes with playing more and training more. And honestly, studying the game too, bro. Yes, and honestly, working with different people too, because I know I've seen guys, a couple of my players, or even guys I played with growing up, if they've only worked with, let's say, one or two individuals, one or two coaches, they only know it their way. So they only perform it that way. Anything right. else just doesn't go for them. So it's like you have to kind of broaden your horizon and learn from anybody that you're able to learn from. Right, exactly, bro. And, you know, it's crazy because. Kids don't even know 
what some of these terms are. You know, like they don't know what the what the snake term is in basketball. They don't know like um, when you say pace or stuff like that. They don't understand some of that stuff, bro. And it's right. crazy because um, that's all the NBA and college really is is pace. And it's like the older you get, it's like the slower the game should slow down for you. Should. And, and and it's like I play basketball now, and I'm starting to understand myself like just the pace of being a point guard, like slowing the game down like Chris Paul do, but still moving at your own speed. Or like right. even like Tyler Eulis or Trey Burke when they was in college. Like I mean, look, look at Luca. Man, Luca make you play at his own speed. Mm-hmm. And even and even as much as people hate it, even James Harden, bro. That's like, nice. I mean the. People will say what they want about the step back or if it's travel or not. But the fact that he got you standing in the whole time bouncing around because you're watching him dribble, that's his. That's the way he wants you because he's sizing your feet up, you know. So it's just all about understanding what you're good at and, and mastering that into having people basically just fall into your trick of understanding that you know what you want to do with it, you know. For sure. We've talked about it multiple times here, man, but – at the end of the day, as a player, you have to be able to understand your role on that team, whether, like we talked about, you're that, you're that lead guard, whether you're the shooter on the wing, whether you're the big man that's just out there kind of banging and grabbing rebounds or whatever you got to do to help your team win, one, run with it. But two, just don't get upset with it either. I mean, there's so many, so many outlets in the world today within the game of basketball. Someone's going to find you and you're going to end up where you need to be. Exactly. And the thing about it is, bro, the game is changing every three to five years. So bro, every every day, it seems like, bro, we send each other stuff. We're like, man, like, got to add that to our, our, our tool bag. Or, oh, yeah, I guess I haven't seen that in a little bit. It's just it's a it's a continuous cycle, like you said, but it's also always evolving. Exactly. And the, and the thing about it is, is like um, some drills, I even, once I even got to college and hooped, I was like, why is coach running this? Like, what is the point of this? Like, this ain't helping me none. And then like, you know, I'm looking at stuff now and I'm like real big on trying to be prepared. Like we talked about before in our past, our past episodes. And if you ain't heard them, go tune in, but, um, you you know, um, you know, I'm just trying to, um, stay prepared on things. So like, you know, I will, I'd be looking at things and, and I, I found a certain defensive drill that I used to hate. Because our coach used to just run us for like 15 minutes straight, which was the three on two. Well, three on three really drill, but you start off three on two, and then like once you get to half court, yeah, you know that drill. But one dude drop, yeah, man, bro, it's like, oh man, we used to do that, but now I'm starting to find ways to like wanting to implement that into my game, and it's just, you know, the game never, you never stop learning the game, and and you never stop evolving at it, and it's just like, um. You know, I just, I just wish the kids had the same work ethic as we had growing up because it's mm-hmm. like we would be able to put our city on the map for real, bro. Because we got a lot of athletes. It's just that they aren't really focused, you know. So like, that's facts. But hey, man. I mean, at the end of the day, too. I guess it's guys like us. It's our job to implement that into them, just right. like the great coaches we had, and just kind of go from there. So it's like any young guys in the Mercer County area that tune into our show if they ever want to reach out to us always available whether always. we're at work whether we're asleep we don't sleep too much truthfully <laughs> we're, we're, we're always we always got our phones on us man so if y'all need to reach out to us you know where to find us Facts. instagram twitters all that Facts. but 
Yeah, man. I mean, we could talk about that all day for sure. Definitely, I have to man. dedicate an episode to that one one day. But just a little bit more about the NBA, bro. Um, I sent you this the other day as well. There was there was kind of talks about an anonymous coach re- recently saying that this uh, this bubble is going to allow the next super team to be formed. So, so I'm wondering where was that heard at, and who's in the works of doing that? Right, who, who's talking? Who's talking? But I mean, the thing is, it's like within this bubble. I mean, these dudes are all living in the same building or same buildings. They're all right there. And obviously, it's 2020. Everybody got their phone on them 24-7, like we just said. Right. So, it's like the the availability, the the resources are there. So, like, who knows who's talking to who, when they're talking to who, how they're talking to who. But people are talking for sure. And yeah. obviously, I mean, most people are talking about Giannis. Yeah. Of course. You, you think he'll go anywhere, for real? Like, Or I do mean, you think someone will join him? I don't even know. In my heart of hearts, bro, I really honestly feel like he's faithful and, and dedicated to Portland. I mean, not Portland. I'm t- I, I thought about You're Dame. You're thinking of Dame. Dame, yeah. as soon as I said that, as soon as I said uh, faithful. But I think Dame, he's They faithful. have the same mindset. Yeah, I think he's faithful to Milwaukee like Dame is to Portland. But, but I'm hearing that Dame, if Dame leave Portland, that's that he would go to L.A. So that's what, that's what I was thinking when I just said Portland. But if – uh, Giannis was to leave. I heard he would probably be talking to the Golden State Warriors. That's what I've seen. I've seen multiple scenarios. So I've seen the Lakers, where in my mind they don't have enough money to pay Giannis, LeBron, and AD. Right. I've seen the Heat, which could be interesting, but Jimmy Butler isn't getting any younger. Does Giannis really want to just go to another Eastern Conference team and kind of? I don't know. I, I don't know if it's that that much of an upgrade there. I don't then, feel like it is either. They, I feel like the team they have by themselves is okay. That's what I'm saying. And then also the Warriors and the Knicks I've seen a lot of. But truthfully, they're not even in the bubble. So it's like it can't be them. So who who are they even talking about? You know, like I don't know, bro. It's it's, it's very interesting. Obviously, we just got to wait and see. But I, at the end of the day, I think he's going to stay in Milwaukee, kind of like you said with Dame and Portland. Yeah, I feel like that as well. Um you know, most of the time when this, when this, these type of conversations come up, people try to tend to stir put, the pot exactly and put stuff in people's head. And honestly, that's why I think guys end up thinking about leaving because you know they're like, "Well, I'm weighing my options, this and that." You know, and ESPN pe- plays a big part. I don't care how many of them say they don't watch it. Oh, they watch it, bro. They watch it, and and you know, the reason why I say that is because. A couple of guys snitched on themselves about watching it. Like Draymond uh, had a sit down with Charles Barkley. I don't know if you've seen that, mm-hmm. but yeah. um, he, you know, them two are the same person, if you ask me. Thanks. But uh, <laughs> he basically said, like, I don't uh, bite into what they say or get mad at it. But it's like you know, the commentators say something and the fans take it and run with it, and you're shortchanging a lot of people's pockets. You know what I mean? So, um. As far as that goes, I feel like that's what they're trying to do. They're just trying to build another super team so they can have something to talk about. Right. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But it's actually funny you even brought up Dame as that little mishap there because I was just reading something earlier this week, and it was pretty much going over how the last, like, what, since, like, I think, like, 2K14, NBA 2K14, what I'm talking about. Every year 
the cover athlete that following season has switched teams. It's been like Ooh. it's been LeBron, what Paul George, Kyrie, Durant, LeBron again. Like I don't know the whole timeline, but it's it's legitimately Anthony Davis this past year. Yeah, legitimately everyone that has been named the cover athlete that following season they bounce. So it's so, like and Damian almost, Lillard yeah. just got announced as the cover athlete for twenty one. Yeah, are we about to see him leave or what? <laughs> hey, I hope not. I hope not. I mean, but I mean, I feel like he's loyal to CJ, and I, right. feel, and I feel like yeah, I feel like he got something. He feel like he got something good there. And I mean, why would you want to leave an opportunity where you pretty much got any shot you want to take? Anything you know, that team is basically yours and CJ's. You know, and why not try to get some, exactly? Why not try to get somebody to come there? But um, you know, like you said, we just gotta wait and see because obviously they know more than we do for sure. And, I, and another thing, too, we really could sit here and just blabber on about the NBA for hours on end, especially now that we're only doing one episode a week every Wednesday. But I don't think anyone wants to hear us talking about strictly updates either. <laughs> so I'm going to run with the next uh, subject here. But right. this one's interesting on both of our ends, just as players and coaches, really. So I seen this the other day. We were talking about it a little bit on Twitter. Um, a coach posted online saying – how about 75% of his AAU practices today are focused on transition defense because most teams can't play in the half court, only in transition. So as a current AAU coach, you just said you just came from practice, mm-hmm. and we both know how it was in our playing days a couple years ago. Would you say this is accurate or what? Definitely. I mean, you know, the, the older guys ahead of us, ahead of our time, like the guys who are our coaches or – you know, even mostly, yeah, mostly the guys who are coaches because mm-hmm. the guys around our age, a little older, just play AU. But Facts. as far as the guys who was like our coaches and stuff, they think AU. Some of them think AU basketball is bad for kids because you know it's about flashy passes, getting on ball of life, doing this and that. But yeah, um, you know, for the most part, that is correct because kids just tend to leak out and try to get their points to run the score up and win the next game to advance to the championship. But, you know, you run into some teams that's just flat-out coached like we want to coach our teams, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, for the most part, I believe that is correct because kids is out of shape as one for one. Especially during all this. Yeah, you know, so um, that's just him being ahead of the game and thinking. Yeah, and that's honestly, like, in my opinion, AU, it's always been run-and-gun, iso ball type play style. And we've talked about it on recent episodes, but – I really don't expect anything else out of AAU either. I mean, truthfully, especially now, kind of. I'm glad you touched on a couple of years ago when we played. Our our coaches weren't too fond of AAU basketball, like you said, just because it was kind of like, let me go and try and get on some sort of social media platform. Let me try and just kind of get my name out there. Where it wasn't always in the positive aspect either. Right. Where I think today it's beneficial, obviously, in the sense that it's used to set yourself apart from your opposition with the opportunity of having collegiate coaches in the gym, or in the gym all summer as well. Right. So, I mean, yeah, I think today it's very, very transition-based. But truthfully, for being real, that's how today's game is at the highest level too. I mean, if you think about it, most media-focused guys in the NBA – are playing very fast and 
realistically, they're attacking downhill like Braun, like Giannis, like Westbrook, like we talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. So we really don't see much half-court offense in the NBA. Why are we going to expect it from that AAU-type style either? And to be honest, these are kids. So right. whether they're in shape or not, they are, they're able to, you know, their durability is able to still get up and down that court. So, um, you know, like we always say about things, it's a gift and curse to things, but I mean – I still look at AAU as a positive note because um, you got to show these kids that they're not just ruling. Just because they're ruling where they might be from, their little city, don't mean that they're the best in the world. Right. Once you get mixed together with kids from other schools, it's a, it's a different game. You're yeah. not the guy. Exactly. You got to you gotta really, um, not to cut you off, oh, you're but cool. you got to really, you know, put your big boy shoes on and show what you can do. Facts. I mean, honestly, I was just going to say, it's like a preview for going to college. Exactly. That's exactly you show up, you, you might know a couple guys, you might not, but hey, man, I mean, everyone puts their pants on just like you do. You just got to go out there and kind of prove yourself. You got to let the coaches know why you should be on the court, and this is what I'm about to do. Exactly. So, honestly, man, I mean, I know just from my playing days within the AAU world, um, the PA King, shout out to them, shout out to Coach Pat. Pat Coach Chosen. Pat. We yeah. got to get him on here. I know he listens up. He's currently coaching girls basketball again over at Kennedy Catholic. So okay, okay. have to reach out to him soon. But the PA, PA Kings, nothing but great stuff to talk about from there. But honestly, man, I was just going to say, like, my experience there, the three years I played with them, it was definitely a different atmosphere than most AAU programs, where in the sense we focused a lot on skill development, but we also focused a lot on just team-oriented ball. And I feel like that's why I always talk about that kind of stuff because that's really all I was shown throughout my high school career and AAU career. We right. had an older, old school coach who really implemented sets on both ends of the floor and forced team basketball at the end of the day. And that was Coach Cano from Hickory. Shout out to Coach. Coach Cano, but, the, the GOAT. I mean, realistically, man, we always joked about how our teams would have been great high school basketball teams. But in the AAU world, we just played so different from the rest. Like, we didn't really fit in. But at the end of the day, we won tournaments, so I couldn't be mad. Hey, man. You get wins at the end of the day. That's all that matters, bro. And, uh, so that's the thing. It's like, should AAU basketball be more team-focused or should it be more flashy and let me go get one? Um, I mean, I, I think it depends on who your coach is, bro, and, and, and where where you from. Because, For sure. Um, some some cities like we like like we play a team from Virginia, bro, and they just came out here. They were flashy, and they just ran. Yeah, they just ran, and that's their game, though. You know, that's the culture they built. That's the culture that's around them. That's how the DMV plays, man. Just being out here for a little bit over a year. That's how everyone is out here. Exactly, bro. And then there's uh, people who like to do that uh, pound down your throat with a big man or just run actual sets, bro. We played this team on what. Last week on Sunday, bro, I don't even. I think it was like a three-two uh, motion, like with a with a curl with a whole bunch of curls in them, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to send you the film when I get it. Like it was amazing ball movement, mm. like and and they were precise on their cuts. It was it was crazy, bro. It was crazy for real. Dang, yeah, I'm definitely trying to see that for sure, for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely try to get the uh, film. I'm waiting on it to get in my email for sure, though, bro. Bet that. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, though, uh, it's, it was a good game, too, until the, the end. So I'm going to definitely try to send you over the film. 
Ben, for sure, man. I mean, kind of like I talked about a couple episodes ago, Will Gatson, head coach over at Northwestern, where I, I had to leave the staff when I moved out here for my big boy job. But, uh, yeah, I said he always sends me film. He always kind of has me critique it and kind of just pick his brain a little bit. So be more than welcome to do that with you too, man, for sure. Yeah, bro, because uh, I, I definitely like that offense myself. So I'm definitely trying to implement it into my own little system. So but I definitely I, would like you to see it. I got you for sure, man. That's that's kind of my thing, the X's and O's. I see things maybe sometimes other guys don't see and then I'm able, able to kind of just dumb it down. This is kind of – how it's always been for me. Yeah, man, I love sure. it. I love it. Film is amazing, bro. Facts. But honestly, just one, one quick thing about the whole AAU thing. I'm glad you brought it up. It definitely depends on who's coaching you because, like I said, our coach was old school where he just wanted to win. He wanted to win the right way. Where right. other AAU programs definitely implement guys, let's say, maybe a little bit younger, maybe our age, but they're just saying, like, all right, Little Shoot at so yeah, <laughs> go go do whatever, go do whatever the heck you gotta do to get people to talk about our team and come to our team and join our program and go from there. Right. So yeah, there's there's levels to AAU basketball for sure. But at the end of the day, nothing but positive. Oh yeah, I mean I I I, I respect it, I encourage it. Um, you know, I just wish that a lot more teams would do it the right way. But I'm not saying there's a lot of teams who aren't doing it the right way. You know, I just say the ones who are disrespecting the game, I just wish they would treat it right because they make it look bad. Right. But, hey, those guys aren't us. That's all I'm saying. Exactly. And, and they might not respect the game or like love it the way we do. So, Not many do, my man. Not many do. Exactly, bro. Hey, man. But the last thing I want to touch on here, we're going with kind of a shorter episode today for all y'all still tuning in. But – we definitely got to talk about Mikey Williams. We talked about him a lot recently on this podcast, whether it was about his hoop life, whether it was about his personal life, just standing out with everything that's going on in this world. But this is the kid who's going into his 10th grade year, and he also just came out with a narrow top 10 list for his potential college landing spot. Wow. Who, who might they be? So it literally came out right before you called me to record this but. Ten teams, Alabama State, Arizona State, Hampton, Kansas, Memphis, North Carolina Central, San Diego State, Tennessee State, Texas Southern, and USC. Mm. So just to break that down real quick, five of those ten schools are HBCUs. Yes, and you know I got to mention it because he put my boy in there. Penny? Yes, sir. That's what I seen a couple comments like Memphis, Memphis, Memphis. Yeah, you know, I, I think I think he threw that in there because if he's not going to go to an HBCU, he's going to at least go where, you know, there's an African-American coach. Thanks, who can get him straight to the league easy. Right. So, I mean, he's already going to be league bound. But, for sure, for sure. Um, You know, that's, that's definitely dope, though, the fact that he already threw them out there. So, he legit got – the rest of his career uh, until he's ready to make that Three decision. more years of high school hoop. Wow. That's terrorizing for everybody else. But, I mean, he got the rest of that time to really go out there and just focus on hoop. It is. And, and honestly, bro, I, I kind of like how he included non-HBCUs as well. Just for the fact that we talked about it a couple episodes ago. But let's say in three years, he doesn't attend an HBCU. Say he goes straight to the G League. 
he's able to go right to the NBA or maybe he does go to a blue blood. I don't want it to come back negatively on him because he was just highlighting the HBCUs so much. So I kind of like that he threw in a couple non-HBCUs, but at the end of the day, to see him at one of those universities would be amazing. Like we talked about for hours on end, honestly. Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, at the end of the day, he's thinking his stuff out, and I, I he got a dope corner behind him, and um, you know, shout out to him, and um, hopefully he can stay healthy. Excuse me, he can stay healthy throughout um, his high school career, and just you know, keep getting better. I, we already said, like we said in the past episodes, Jay Heard will go tune in, um, that he got a high work ethic, and you know, people speak highly of him. Multiple man, trainers, so mature, man. I mean, yeah. So I mean, you know. Of course, the, when the decision time comes, he'll make that decision. But, um, you know, like you said, that was definitely big of him to add non HBCUs just in case Facts. things change. Facts. And honestly, bro, that's really all we got tonight, man. Just talking a little, little bit about the NBA updates, talking about some AAU hoop. I know you're coaching now. Definitely want to dive into that. And then just touch on Mikey a little bit. We definitely. were, we were going to have an interview tonight. That is being postponed, so all y'all still tuned in. Be on the lookout for that. You don't want to miss this one. I'm not going to name drop anybody, but it's a pretty high-level interview, and we're excited to have him on here whenever that does happen. But Yes, exactly. And just know we got multiple interviews uh, that you guys request, and, you know, everybody is still working despite the quarantine. So Facts. Um, you know, you just got to respect their hustle and they grind and just know that we're going to keep bringing y'all dope content with or without an interview and just keep tapping in with us. For sure, bro. For sure. You want to, pl- before I was going to say, you want to plug, plug our squad. You want to plug our socials and then kind of sign us off. Got to plug the whole gang in, man. You know, shout out, shout out to us first and foremost, <laughs> you know, because we, we doing this right now. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to Anchor, though, man, for, for definitely, you know, keeping us up. And, uh, you know, doing what they're doing for us. And then shout out to Apple and, and Spotify and the rest of the fans. And you can follow G and me at GZ Hoops on Twitter and uh, IG. Mm-hmm. And you can follow me on Twitter and IG, Breaking Barriers Trainer. Yes, sir, and, man. And that's another episode of Breaking Barriers, my dog. I'm going to tap in with yes, you. Yes, sir. Everybody tap in with us for sure. All right, bro. All right, brody. <laughs>